Thank you for joining us at Impact Your Business, Impact Your Life. Throughout these videos, we are going to be interviewing successful business owners, real estate professionals, and all-around amazing people. We're excited that you're joining us. Please take a look, please like, please subscribe, and we look forward to bringing you some great content. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. Um, I am here with Mike Willen Molina yes. um, out of the Keller Williams office in Overland Park. Um, today she's going to be sharing stuff about land. So, Mikey, yeah. introduce yourself and you go from there. Yeah, I'm Mike Willen Molina with Keller Williams Overland Park. I go by Mikey. Mikey. And that's a lot easier. And I've been selling real estate. I've been licensed for um, 25 years now. I got my license when I was in college. And uh, yeah, I grew up in the country and my parents went into real estate and asked me to get my license so they could go on vacation because there was I was never gonna sell real estate and I thought okay I'll have a marketing degree so yep. I was I worked for an ad agency for a short time okay. and I thought okay I'm gonna keep selling real estate this was not a good fit I made peanuts and worked a lot of hours so and I just realized I really like selling real estate, so I was pretty good at it. So I know we're going to talk a lot today about land specifically, yeah. but has it been a big difference between land sales 20 years ago compared to land sales now? Yes. Um, when I first started selling land, um, first of all, very male-dominated mm -hmm. um, uh, group of brokers and sellers usually. And um, my mom was very involved and she was a hustler and worked hard and earned a lot of respect in that. So I learned a lot from watching her gotcha. do that. So your mom was doing land as well? Yes, okay. yes. Yeah, we grew up on, um, I grew up on 10 acres and I was involved with horses and, you know, um, lots of different with 4-H and like that. So I showed horses competitively most of my oh. life and uh, retired when I was about 19 because they're expensive when your parents don't mm -hmm. pay for them anymore. <laughs> so very expensive hobby. And I loved it. I learned so many life lessons, mostly hard work, and uh, it's kind of paid off with the real estate business. So, And I've yeah. seen the technology's kind of changed a Te little bit. There. Yeah, definitely. Um, technology, um, I discovered maybe it was like 10 years into selling real mm -hmm. estate that most of the brokers selling land were taking pictures just from their truck on the side of the road. Mm -hmm. It's just road frontage that I started treating it like it was a luxury property because mm -hmm. we sell luxury homes as yep. well. And they're typically on a little bit of land. Um, so we started doing high end photography. And then of course, when drone photography came along and I started listening to what were the questions I was getting a lot. And usually it was around, around, where's the property lines and what can you do with the property so um, the pictures was the first step and then creating really nice brochures and um like that at the time because land took a little bit longer to sell yep and we were doing higher price points that you know they deserve to be and you wanted it to stand out from the other listings that were out there there were a lot more listings back then, yeah so makes sense, makes sense. And, but we still do that we still do the drone the video uh, the high-end photography and that's been the biggest difference that's changed okay and so the state of land sales in 2023 
I mean, we can go back a couple of years as well. But is there a big change from 2022 to 2023? Or what does it look like as an industry right now? Um, we've seen less land sales um, out there right now. Um, a lot of um, sellers are like, they don't really want to sell right now because if they would have sold before COVID and then, you know, they didn't have as much ability to go do whatever they wanted to. Mm -hmm. A lot of those sellers are older mm -hmm. and where are they really going to go? They like being where they're at. They don't have to sell and, you know, they're wanting to stay put. So we're trying to solve that problem for them, creating inventory with it and, you know, listening to them and what, what we can do to help them um, find their next move. And I know we were lucky enough to do a mastermind just now of our team. You mentioned a 10-year lease option. Oh, not 10-year lease, sorry, but a 10 years that the seller sold and they got yeah. to stay with the property for 10 years. So there's different ways to do deals in land as opposed to residential. Yeah. Can you touch on maybe some of those and the kind of the quirky? Yeah, and things? one of the, and it's really just listening to what the seller wants and what's important to the seller. Some sellers want to still have ownership and own the land, um, own at least their house, mm -hmm. some segment of it. So figuring out what's important to that seller. And then um, one thing I think is a better option and is um, better ideal for sellers and buyers is doing the um, life estate or the deed upon death. Okay. So when they pass away, you just have to have that opportunity of like what happens if we don't die mm -hmm. and we just want to move or we need to move. So thinking about, uh, it's almost like end of, end of life planning. Like what are the contingencies and what are the things that we can help make your life easier? You can stay here, but a new buyer can come along and start doing things with the property as long as it protects the integrity of what the seller wants. And so, where did you learn these sort of things? <laughs> because was I mean, it classes? Did you just learn it on the go? How really, did it work? For me, I just am like, what's the problem I need to solve? And that's what I do with all of real estate. Like, mm -hmm. what's the biggest challenge I have right now? What's the, what's the roadblock that we have to help our clients get what they want? Mm -hmm. So um, I just really started asking questions of like attorneys and um, title companies and like, well, would, if you still want to own it, but you want to sell it, how does that work? Yeah. And that's really how we figured that out. So. Yeah. And, and I know we were talking, I mean, Gary Keller says about buy dirt and stuff. Yeah. And we mentioned, yeah. well, it's good to buy it, but how do you make money yes. from it? Yeah. And there's multiple ways. Yes. So touch on some of those and some of yeah. the best ways to do it. Well, and it was really came around about five or six years ago. We just, I was asked, what's your biggest challenge? Mm -hmm. And our challenge back then was inventory. And so we started looking at, okay, how can I service all these? I have sellers that want to sell land. And I have buyers that want to buy smaller pieces of land. So how can I, I would obviously just solve it. It's just like common. It, now you look back and you go, why did it take so long to figure that out, right? It's silly. And so um, I just started looking at how could I divide it up? Well, then you have to figure out what's the money involved. Mm -hmm. And, you know, someone's got to pay for it to get it done and get to that point. So who out there wants to invest and make some money on this and just creating the opportunity for people to be able to have land that they can build their dream home on mm -hmm. and investors to make money on it and a seller that wants to sell. Yeah. So just really figuring out all those segments and who are the people that want that opportunity. And so if someone comes to you with 100 acres, yeah, a lot of people would go at it. And I originally, I thought this way, 
you'll go at it with, I've got 100 acres, this is the price per yep. acre, we're going to list it like this. Yep. That's now you're people. looking at other ways of yeah. doing that. What are some of those specific ways of breaking that up maybe? So we, I just look at it like a puzzle piece and um, uh, really a chess match mm. of like, okay, if we do this, what would that create? Like how can we split this up? What are the rules around splitting it? Mm-hmm. And um, how much does the seller want to participate in that? Does the seller just want the money and just move on? Is there... Am I interested in helping create that and investing in that? Do I have other, I have a lot of other investors that are looking for those opportunities. So um, we just look at it as how can we divide this up that's going to service the most people and create the quickest sale for the most amount of money for that seller um, that's going to work for them. And I just explain all the options to the seller and see what they're interested in doing. So um, really it's just, I mean, making sure I'm giving them as much information as possible and listening to what's important to them. And you mentioned like the connections and things like that already. Do you think it's important for a listing agent who has someone that reached out about land to already have those people, those, the developers, the builders, people like that in their network or not so much? If you don't, if you have them, great. If you don't have them, use the land to go build those relationships. Mm-hmm. See the opportunity of what you can create and then start making those phone calls. There was quite a few developers that I had and builders that I had never met before, mm-hmm. but because I had this one property that I thought, I have buyers that needed it. And if you don't have buyers yourself, there's probably buyers in your network or agents in your network that have buyers. So go start me. That's just the nature of our business is relationships. So what relationship are you missing that you need to go develop? And where so. would you, and I know we're getting into the weeds, but where would you start? If I'm a, an agent that just got into business for the past year and I have a family friend that has a farm that's 50 acres yeah. and I'm thinking, well, maybe there is something there. Yeah. Like, where do I even go first? Well, find a mentor if mm-hmm. you can. Someone that you can partner with that um, sees the opportunity, that understands it. That's, if you're brand new and you've never sold land before, there's a lot of liabilities to that. Mm-hmm. So. Find someone that you can partner with to learn and really do the work. I've partnered with a lot of agents that they just wanted to sit back and take that commission split. And so I just say, all right, well, we're going to do it this way. And um, but find that mentor. If you already know about land, go do it yourself. Talk Mm -hmm. to your broker. Make sure that you, um, you know, are covered legally. We want to keep our broker out of real estate jail. And uh, just but if you have some history with land and you've mm-hmm. lived on land you know it you know the area you know just go talk to those planners and what is possible mm-hmm. the city or the county whatever jurisdiction and see what's possible to develop that land into and when i say develop i don't mean you're going to put curb and gutter streets in mm-hmm. and sewer system and all that um developing it may just be splitting a 40 acre track into two 20 acre tracks and so this is it's different to residential it's not yes. like residential i go there on a thursday get the paperwork signed friday we're live next week this takes a lot of due diligence so you might go to the listen appointment on the wednesday yeah but all these other steps you might not go live for 30 days 60 days you definitely want to get the listing appointment signed a listing contract signed first and explain to them that and whatever your mls rules are making sure you're following those on the dates and the exclusives Mm -hmm. and all that so um making sure that you're following all that and then you're going to go see how are the different ways that we could list this land that is going to 
there's buyers out there that need land that want to build that need we have a backlog of people that aren't moving from their house because I mean, we know right now in i'm just using johnson mm -hmm. county numbers that there's i think the other day when i looked there was 11 properties on the market under 300,000. i mean it's and that's segmented down but there's no inventory mm -hmm. so for someone moving from an under three hundred thousand dollar property to a five to six hundred thousand, that's going to be a huge difference in their lifestyle mm -hmm. to make that move. Moving from the five to six hundred thousand, there's not as many homes on the market, but where are they going to move to? Mm -hmm. It's going to be a difference for them. Yeah. So they might be able to afford a million dollar home, um, million five. You mm -hmm. never know what they're thing is but they're not going to move unless they're not going to move to a smaller home that's more money that's newer right. unless that's really important for them that's rare so it usually has to do with their kids and when they're at but if they're moving from a six hundred fifty thousand dollar house into something on a few acres mm -hmm. that's a difference for them that yep. changes their lifestyle lifestyle those buyers usually don't have to move they want to but if they can go build something and have some space that's the, that's the buyer segment, and that's the people that are looking for something different to move to. So you can create inventory, and then it helps that lower market. First-time homebuyers mm -hmm. don't have homes because the 300s aren't selling because they can't find the five to 600 because they're not on the market because those buyers aren't selling. Yeah. Or those buy, they're, they're buyers that aren't finding something. So you can maybe create that inventory with them. If you have a listing of a home on land and you get a bunch of phone calls on it, mm -hmm. this is what we experience because we sell in-town residential, we sell homes that are in the luxury market that mm -hmm. are on land um, and then the land. Yep. So we found that they all cycle around. The people selling the home on land are usually moving back into town yep. and the people in town are usually moving to homes on land. So the land people are opportunities for us to create new construction and they're gonna move into town usually if they have, or they're investors, they're looking to invest into something else, so. Okay, and so. It's cyclical. Yeah, I was gonna say, so cycles to each other. with that, and I know we're not necessarily off topic. Yeah, but sorry. <laughs> no, no, this is all good. Are you, what are you doing to keep that network real tight and close? Are, are a lot of your people using each other for whether your doctors, whatever, like do they all, not all know each other, but do they, do you kind of, share that network with your people as well your database um the net which network so your clients yes. people that own these homes mm -hmm. and things like that because yeah. i'm sure they all run in the same kind of circles yes. yeah how have you grown that and how do you keep that tight yeah well well i mean we do a lot of events and we mm -hmm. do a lot of um they don't i wouldn't say they necessarily know each other mm -hmm. but um you know sometimes you know they see something and they yeah. see a house and like Oh, this is so-and-so, but usually not because mm -hmm. they're in different age segments gotcha. when they're moving from in town to the country, you know, they usually don't know each other. So, but when I'm saying about that, of like how it all cycles to each other, we have no opportunity for those five to 600 to move to something. So if we can go find some land that we can create inventory mm -hmm. lots that they can go build a home on, then, um, we're helping the lower market yeah. and the other agents in our market. And on educating yourself on yeah. these things for people that are somewhat interested in land or even people that are in land right now where are you going to learn this stuff is it certain meetings is it yeah. books is it online classes what is what is it that you're doing yeah. to keep educated well um 
There's a lot with um, KWA land, mm -hmm. and you can join the land division. There's a ton of masterminds with that, depending on what segment. When we say land, it's a vast difference mm -hmm. from commercial to production ground, mm -hmm. you know, because production ends up being like commercial almost. But in the between, it's recreational. I'm going to build a home on it, development, all that. So you can find your people that are doing that thing that you're doing. Mm -hmm and really grow from that network. So as an agent looking to break into it, I would suggest getting involved with KWA Land and those masterminds and figuring that out. Yeah. So, yeah. And I know you said earlier in our last one, you go to a lot of the town meetings, the city yeah. meetings, sorry, or the county meetings, is that yes. correct? I talk to the planners a lot about what changes are happening. I go to the county commissioner's meeting and the zoning board meetings. Okay. So yeah, if you're more in the city, a city planner meeting, mm -hmm. but Typically, the land that you're going to find is in the county. Yeah. And, and I like what you said earlier as well, that you're doing a lot of that before you even list the home. Yeah. Know so you're knowing happening. what the land can be used for in the future, yeah. and then you're actually marketing that with the listener as well. Yeah. And I mean, you you just have to, they know what's happening. Mm -hmm. And if they know more than you know, why would they use yeah. you, you yeah. know? Because someone out there is, you just always have to be learning and, and knowing what's happening in your market. So you yeah. can be the local expert and the local economist of choice, okay. you know, so. And switching gears a little bit, a female in a pretty much male dominated yeah. Yeah. niche. How has that been? What has been some of the benefits of that maybe? And what has been some of the negatives of that? Yeah. How's that look? Well, I had to educate myself on a higher level um, to know, I mean, I, have a truck that mm -hmm. I drive to those appointments. I meet with those, you know, usually it's a farmer mm -hmm. um, competing with the other brokers. I've usually educated myself more than they have. Yep. Um, I just had to work a little bit harder at that mm -hmm. to gain that respect. Um, and sometimes it's actually gotten me listings mm -hmm. above the others because I looked different yeah. than they did. So um, usually if it's, you know, parents passed away and the mm -hmm. siblings and the sisters are running the show yeah, <laughs> that yeah. and that's that been real life <laughs> you know and uh i had these sisters they were there was four siblings mm -hmm. and three sisters i never met the brother once i don't think they he was okay. a younger brother they were all in their 80s and just a riot yeah. and they were just like oh we don't listen to him he doesn't have a say in any of this but they were like we wanted to speak to a woman that they thought was going to listen to them so yeah. It's kind of what it came down to, but I mean, it just comes down to once they understand that I grew up in the country, mm -hmm. I can ride a horse. Yeah. I understand about you know speaking um, the language, cattle and ground and what all that looks like. Then you know they they quickly it dissolves quickly. Yeah. So yeah. and what about with because I know networking is big for you as well, yeah. and you shared like getting to know other brokers, brokers things yeah. like that. How's that been again? Female, Again, same, same thing. Yeah, same thing. I, you know, um, I'm respectful and, I, you know, I'm open to learning from people and, you know, also have to, it's a fine line. You have to mm -hmm. be very careful um, that you're not, you know, being emasculating, yeah. but also um, you, you hold your ground. You know what you're talking yeah. about. So, um, you know, just knowing why you listed a property for what you listed it for mm -hmm. and knowing what the market's like. And as long as you have those stats behind you, um, we're very lucky. We have uh, 
a great broker that, mm-hmm. you know, helps us with stats. I'm a numbers person. So mm-hmm. a lot of emotion can be taken care of because you know your numbers and yep. you know the stats. So, and I mean, that's, we just interpret the market, right? And so as long as you know what's happening and what's been going on in the market, then, you know, that's, that's where you can get the respect and know what you're doing. We just want to take a second and thank our partners with this episode. The Edie Waters Network, powered by Lucido Global. We're here for all your real estate needs. Um, if you're looking to buy or sell, please reach out to us. Um, also, if you're looking to maybe join a real estate company, talk about your options, we'd also love to chat. Our second partner is Integrity First Properties. We are a property management company here in the Kansas City Metro, and we would love to service you and your clients' property management needs. Finally, we'd like to thank Integrity First Mortgages. If you are looking for a new home loan, looking to refinance, Integrity First Mortgages would love to chat with you. Thanks, and get back to the episode. Okay, and what are you seeing with the future of land? I mean, what what does that look like in your opinion? I know you don't have a crystal ball, but five years, 10 years, 20 years from now, what, what do you see happening with land? I mean, it depends on the area you're in and really what's happening in your area. That's why it's super important to be that economist of choice for your area and really on that micro level, understanding what's happening. So it can change. I mean, an area that I work in a lot has changed dramatically because a new plant's going in. Mm -hmm. So um, all that land, the zoning changed overnight. It went from residential, agricultural to multi-use commercial Mm -hmm. Um, you know, multifamily, that's a drastic change from ag to that, um, just in a matter of days. So, um, just educating yourself on what's happening in that area. So, you know, okay, this is a potential, this is how things are going to sell. You don't want, you know, uh, we have a 10 acre track that was ag and all of a sudden it's commercial. Mm -hmm. We need to know how we're going to price that and what is going to happen in that area. So it depends on what's happening in that area, I would say. And touching on that, being the economist of choice, Mm -hmm. when something like that happens, what are you doing to get ahead of it with the people that you know in that area? What are you doing there? I I mean, I've spent days on the phone just Mm -hmm. calling and making sure, because they're scared Mm -hmm. and they're upset, and just explaining to them, here's the, just helping switch their paradigm from, being afraid and what can I do to help them? Mm-hmm. Like, even if you don't list your property with me or something, they're getting offers before, you know, and this is real life example that happened, you know, recently. And it's like, don't be afraid of that. You're mm-hmm. going to, you're going to do just fine. You're going to create something even better. And this is how I can assure you and help you through this. And it, it's not about me getting the listing. It's about giving them enough information that they can make the best choice for them. It, it may be better for them to sell to, you know, that company that's coming in and buying a bottle of land. Yeah. It may be better for them, but they need to start somewhere and they need to know what what going rates are and what prices are and yeah. and what they need to do. So just educating them and just saying, hey, this is what's happening and this is what I can do and I'm here for you if you want me to get some more information for you. So. And again, crystal ball and forecasting yes. out 20 years from now, are you thinking that land prices are always going to increase? Do you think, is it like residential where you have those waves? Mm-hmm. What does that look like 10 years, 20 years from now, do you think? Yeah. I mean, we've seen land per acre increase from 2,500, 4,000 an acre mm-hmm. to 20,000 an acre. And I mean, I don't, 
Yeah, again, crystal ball, even with the real estate market, like even when things were down last fall, um, we we were having events for our clients and explaining mm -hmm. to them why we're not seeing this locally and why the market is still going to be a solid investment. And that was a better opportunity for, I always say in 2008, when the market changed and that there was some fraudulent things mm -hmm. happening, it's different than where we're in now, um, people currently in 2023 either didn't have money in 2008 mm -hmm. or, um, they didn't have the money to invest in those in those properties or they were afraid because what was going to happen and you know everything cycles yep. and we see the history of stuff so i think now they're like hey if things turn down mm -hmm. we're ready to go buy more so i think you have that where there's so much money in the you know just economy yep. that is maybe not being used yet because people are waiting for opportunities i think people see opportunities with land and with um they just don't know how to make money with land yep. so um i can show them look we can create inventory we're helping other um buyers and sellers sell their homes buy something that's different and um that there's opportunity that that's an investment so um you know, just helping them, understanding what is important to them and solving that problem for them. So, yeah. And so for you, what are your kind of, some of your goals with your team and things yeah. like that over the long term? Yeah. Well, um, you know, I focus so much on building wealth. Mm -hmm. And so whether it's my clients, the people on my team, or what does that look like for, for them? So is that, you know, a financial goal? Is that, you know, a housing goal? Is that, you know, um, residual income on something? What is that for this person? So um, what does that freedom look like? And how can we solve that for them? So um, that's my goal. I love selling real estate. Mm -hmm. I love coaching and mentoring the agents on my team, agents in my market. Like that's, that's where I find my passion. Yeah. So, and educating and coaching my clients is really where it started. Yeah. So, um, you know, I always tell my clients, if you, even if you're not going to sell for two to five years, I'm still going to be in real estate in some mm -hmm. capacity. So um, I'm on their timeline. And so whatever I can do to continue to build that network of clients and agents that I can mentor and help. I mean, I've been doing this a long time <laughs> and kind of i usually so say 25 years right right 25 <laughs> years and uh i always say you know i don't look too bad for 75 <laughs> years old right and if people don't laugh then they're out of my life right but um you know it's i've learned a lot from other mentors and coaches mm -hmm. and classes that i've taken i'm always educating myself listening to podcasts and um I have like a little notch in my ear. I'm like, I've listened to have my AirPods in too much. I'm always listening to an Audible or a podcast or something. And, and is there any specifically around land that you listen to? Or is it more mainly just business in general? Yeah, business in general. Share a couple. What are some of your favorite ones? Um, geez, there's so many recently. Right now, I'm le I'm reading um, The Leader With No Title. Yeah, is that right? yeah I just yeah. started that as well. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. Edie mentioned that to me yeah. recently. And... Um, one I read recently with Diva Zero. Okay. Um, that there's a couple of things in there I didn't quite agree with, but um, mm -hmm. as I went through helping my parents kind of age and they've both passed away now, I'm kind of like, eh, 
my experience with that wasn't that great, but mm -hmm. um, that's a really good book. Kind of just change. I'm always looking for what's my blind spot and yep. what's the paradigm that I need to look like your perspective of this cup is different than my yeah. perspective. So if I can try to bend my mind to think about what your perspective mm -hmm. is, I'm going to learn something from that. Yeah. So that's, that's important to me. That's, I just love to learn and know what's, what's out there that I don't see. So, so how do you stay positive then? Cause I know that can be a tough thing, especially in real estate. Sometimes yeah. you're like down in the dumps and people are like, I'm getting out of this. How yeah. do you keep that positive momentum and positive mindset? Yeah. I mean, doing it this long and going through 2008, mm. it's like, and we're, we're experiencing that for some people are experiencing that similar situation. But I always say, don't get high with the highs and don't get mm. low with the lows. You have to just maintain that. And there's always a solution to everything. Yeah. Like every property will, will sell its price or condition. Like how can I solve the condition? And am I educating myself on pricing it? So um, and even for your clients that aren't getting something, you know, under contract, we will find it eventually. There's a, I lost out on a house that my mom had it listed. I wrote the offer on it. I thought for sure, this was back when, um, agent buyers, agents would go present to yeah. the seller. And, um, the other agent was there presenting. I was like, I, yeah, he's like, Oh, you're I was devastated. Oh, my mic. I was devastated that we didn't get this property. Yeah. Like crushed. And then I'm like, Mom, you're a listing agent. And she goes, the other offer is better. I'm like, okay, I <laughs> appreciate the integrity. And um, but it wouldn't it would not have been the best property for us. Yeah. So I use that example to tell my clients that, you know, I don't believe that everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. I think just some bad things just happened. Yep. And um, but we can make the best out of it, um, that we'll find something better. We'll figure out, we'll learn from this. We'll grow from this. Yeah. So I saw a video one time and you might've seen it. It was actually Tom Hanks and a bunch of actors around the table. Yeah. And, um, he was talking about like his favorite saying was this too shall pass. Yeah. And he was saying like, you know, when things are really, really bad and you're down in the dark, you know, yeah. this too shall pass. Yeah. But also remember when things are really, really good, yep. that's also going to pass. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, like, yeah, right. <laughs> and just be, you know, work on just being even keel about that. My daughters are just always annoyed by me when I say, you know, hey, did you make any mistakes today? Uh -huh. Like what's, that's, that's an opportunity yeah. to go, did we grow? Did we learn? Yeah. You know, if they don't really want to hear that when yeah. they're in a bad spot, but you know, we, afterwards it's like, hey, remember a year ago when that mm -hmm. was like, crushing like yeah. what did you learn from that yeah. you know um when they're in sports and they're in you know all those things that someone else is making a judgment on where they should be what they should yeah. do um like that how well they did then you know is that really something you're going to let um affect you so um anyway i just try to stay stay on on that side of it I so like it. any other things to wrap up anything that you recommend whether it is land or real estate related um i know you mentioned some books podcasts yeah anything to finish on any tips um there's a really great group called uh early land institute rli okay and there's a lot of really great classes there so gotcha. i always recommend that someone look into that take some of those classes and it's all segmented out there's so many vast mm -hmm. things that you can research with land and different land that you can sell so um look into that look into kw land um and really just know what's happening in the area if you're wanting to sell more land. Um, 
on what you can create with a piece of land. So it's it's the creative side of real estate yeah. aside from building. So yeah, like it. Awesome. Well, we will put Mikey's information in the video. So if you have referrals coming this way, Mikey yeah. is your gal for that. <laughs> um, and if you have any questions, obviously you can reach out. Absolutely, we appreciate yep. it. Thank okay. you. Thanks so much.